Welcome to the Abroadcast. I'm Derek Bradley. I manage education abroad here at University of the Pacific. This week, our guest is Christiane Yoshioka. Christy, welcome. So tell us about yourself. Who is Christiane Yoshioka? I am a third year engineering management student. Some things I'm involved in on campus is Kappa Alpha Theta fraternity and Hawaii Club. Very cool. So... Tell us about which program you studied abroad on. So I was abroad through ICEP Direct, um, and I went to Lyon University, which is in South Holland of the Netherlands, kind of near The Hague. And why did you choose that program? I chose the program um, because as an engineering student, I knew I would need flexible course enrollment, um, and that's one thing that university offered. I also wanted um, a larger university than here at Pacific and I wanted a really good like college town Um, and I also knew I needed to take my courses in English. So those were about the four criteria I was looking for in a program. Um, So I just looked at a bunch of different programs and Leiden really stood out to me. They had all those four things. They're one of the best universities in the world and I heard from other people who have studied abroad that the Dutch were one of the friendlier people that that. Very cool. So did you know when you came to Pacific that you wanted to study abroad? Yes. Um, actually, when I was looking at colleges, that's one thing that I tried to choose a college where their study abroad program was um, really helpful. So it sounds like you kind of had a clear sense of the type of program that you wanted, kind of the criteria you were looking for. Pacific has 330 programs in 62 countries. That Was that kind of an overwhelming decision for you? Definitely. Um, It was a little bit overwhelming, especially since I didn't know what country I wanted to study abroad at. I just knew I wanted to broadly be in Europe. So when I was looking, I had to look at all the programs in like all the countries. So were you fulfilling major requirements when you went abroad? Gen eds? What kind of classes did you take when you were over there? I took all my gen eds. So I finished my GEs um, and I took History of the Middle East, um, Introduction to the History of the Netherlands, Developmental and Educational Psychology, Cognitive Psychology, and U.S. Constitutional Law. So no engineering classes? No, no engineering classes. Now, had you ever traveled abroad before? Um, I've been abroad to like Japan and Australia and Canada, but I've never been to Europe. So how was this experience different other than destination? Well, one of the biggest things is when I've been abroad before, I was either with classmates as a school trip or with my family. Um, This was the first time I was traveling to a different country just by myself. Can you think of any stories that kind of, what was the hardest part of your experience? I would say the hardest part of my experience was just um, getting acclimated to where I was um, and just figuring out the way they do things there. Um, One thing that was especially really difficult was scheduling all my classes and the way you register for classes is much, much different than here. Did you notice um, cultural differences? I noticed a couple, but um, I wouldn't say I had strong culture shock just because Dutch values are very similar to U.S. values. Um, What differences did you notice? I noticed they're a bit 
less politically correct than we are here in America. Mm, can you give me an example? Um, just in the way they would speak, sometimes I would be caught off guard. They would just like say something right out and I would be a little shocked at the terminology they used or anything like that. Yeah, I would say that that's not uncommon at all. I hear from a lot of students that they weren't expecting that when they went abroad. Um, tell me about kind of who you hung out with when you were abroad. What did your social circle look like? Um, I would say I hung out with a bunch of different people. Um, one of my best friends from abroad is actually from Ohio, so another American, but another one was from New Zealand. Um, and now she's currently studying abroad in Mexico. Did you guys travel together? Yeah, I traveled to Greece and Switzerland with um, this girl from Ohio that I met. Greece and Switzerland. So tell me about Greece and Switzerland. Switzerland, absolutely beautiful. One of the most beautiful places I've ever been. How much time did you spend there? I spent about five days there. Wow, where so, did you go? I spent um, two days in Interlaken, two days in Lucerne, and one day in Basel. What did you think of those three cities? Interlaken was such a beautiful place. They have two lakes, um, like two large lakes, and with the mountains in the background, it was super beautiful. One of um, the best sites in Lucerne, though, is up on Mount Pilatus. Uh, it's one of the highest mountains in Switzerland. And even in the end of March, um, there was, it was so snow-capped and beautiful. Wow. Now, what about Greece? Greece was my absolute favorite place that I've been to. The people were there were just so friendly. Um, not that I didn't expect them to be friendly, but they were overly friendly um, and just so willing to help and the culture and the vibe there was just very similar to my home I guess which is Hawaii. So when you went on these trips when you traveled did you plan out every detail or did you kind of take each day as it comes? How did you do these trips? Um, I would say it depends. If I was traveling with a friend we usually decide what cities we wanted to visit to and we would book um, our accommodation in those cities and sometimes we would buy like transportation from one city to the next city or we might just buy it there but whenever I was alone I would plan a little bit more so I wouldn't just be like sitting around all the time I would maybe like plan to do a walking tour and then go to a museum or I would definitely look a bit harder at like what food recommendations would be in that city. What were the, let's talk, uh, switch gears back to the classes that you took. Um, what was different about those classes than the classes that you would typically take here at Pacific? Other than the fact that they're different subject areas, how was the, the academic structure different in Leiden? Um, one of the big differences was that there was virtually no assignments. Um, very few of my classes had any assignments at all. And most of them would be mostly, the grade would be determined by your midterm and your final exam. What did you think of that? Um, it was nice in some ways because I didn't have homework to do, so I didn't have to worry about that. In other ways, I had to make sure that I consistently knew the material and would be prepared for the exams. Do you feel like, do you have a preference for which style? Do you feel like you learn more with that style? Or what, what is your conclusion about that? I feel that... Having homework is helpful for me here just because 
um, there's a bit more to cover in like my engineering classes. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to do problems while I was taking like history classes over there. So it w I would just need more of like a general overview and I didn't really need like homework to make sure I knew that. What did you think of your professors? I really enjoyed my psychology professors. Um, that's another thing. In the psychology department, we had like three professors teaching a class. So like one professor would give this lecture and the next professor would give like two lectures after. Wow, that's really cool. Were they local faculty? Um, I believe the psychology professors were all, um, all had Dutch nationality. However, my U.S. constitutional law professor was also like abroad. Um, he normally teaches at UC Hastings here in California. Interesting. So you went to Netherlands to study U.S. Constitution <laughs> history. Wow, fascinating. We should make sure that the political science department listens to this uh, <laughs> podcast this they week. Should. The <laughs> U.S. Constitutional Law course is one of my favorite courses. Really? Why? I think it was just interesting to see, because um, I feel like when you grow up here in the U.S., you know a lot of things but when I was in that class I understood why a lot of our laws are the way like they are and how they came to be like that. Mm, fascinating. Um, did you get a chance to connect with any locals when you were over there? Um, I wouldn't say I connected strongly with locals. Um, I did meet a couple um, but none that I regularly keep in contact with now. How did you meet them? Just kind of like on the streets, I guess, maybe like at a coffee shop. So where did you live when you were in Leiden? I lived in a single studio apartment, um, which was in a large uh, international facility. So there were a lot of international students in the building? Yeah. Did you hang out with those international students? Was that, or did you often see them? I would hang out with one that I initially met when we all kind of moved in after that. No one really saw each other in the building just because they were all single studios. So you'd come home and you would just go to your room. Um, did you have like frequent places where there was a hangout spot? Were there restaurants or cafes or anything like that? One of the biggest places students would hang out would be across from the law building. Um, there'd be like a little park. So whenever it was sunny out, you would see students along that park, along the river all the time. What did you think of the campus? How does it compare to Pacific's? It was really different because they don't have a center campus over there. Um, they have a lot of different faculties and different buildings around the city. So the law faculty might be in the center of town while the psychology faculty was out by the train station. So talk me through a typical day in the life of Christy while studying abroad. What did that look like? What was, did you have like a routine that you would often follow on a daily basis? Um, I wouldn't say I had a typical routine day to day, but I guess overall I would just wake up, um, bike to class. Earlier than you would usually wake up back home? I would say either about the same time or later, just because my classes did start a little bit later. Um, and then I would have... You say you bike to class? Yeah. How long a bike ride was that? It was really short. The longest bike ride might be around 10 minutes. Um, and the shortest would be like two to three. Now, did you tell me this is your first bike you ever had? Yes. Yeah. 
when I was a child, um, my mom wanted to, to get me to ride a bike and I kept insisting, no mom, I will never need to know how to ride a bike. Once I learn how to drive a car, a bike is not necessary. Little do you know, one day you'd be in the Netherlands yep. where the everybody- The biggest biking country in the world. And I had to be, yep, mom, you're right. I have to learn how to ride a bike. I love it. I love it. So you bike to class, then what? Um, I would go to either like two or three classes that day. Um, and then I would normally go to like the grocery store or something and like pick um, some groceries up. Have breakfast um, at home before you left, make your own, stop at a cafe. It kind of depends on how I felt. Um, I would eat cereal a lot. There's just one really good cereal over there that is my absolute favorite. You miss it? <laughs> yeah. I checked online to see if I could like ship it over here or something. Um, over there in the Netherlands, it's about three euro and 50 cents. Online, it's like eight bucks. So what is it called? It's um, Crucially, the chocolate Crucially from Quaker. Okay. So there's the insider scoop. When you go to the Netherlands, look for the Crucially Yeah, it's like cereal. a moosely, but it's like crunchy or something. I've also seen it in Spain. Okay. So did you have a favorite cafe? coffee spot, anything, place that you like would recommend a student who goes there to check out? I wouldn't say I had a favorite just because there's so many standalone coffee shops over there. Um, so I'd really switch it up. I would spend a lot of time at the one nearest to me, which was called Ann and Max. They had a really good iced cappuccino there or at Coffee Company, um, their gingerbread latte was very good. <laughs> That's a great recommendation. So what did you typically do for lunch? For lunch, um, it would depend on if I wanted to stay at the faculty and study. Um, usually then I would go to their cafeteria um, and like pick something up or I would just come home and eat whatever I had at home. Any other than the cereal, any other foods that you really miss from the Netherlands? Um, Stroopwafel. Stroopwafel is like one of their Dutch, like local Dutch foods. Um, so essentially it's a thin waffle where they cut it in half and they put caramel and they like put it together like a sandwich. Wow, that sounds pretty amazing. Where did you go to get the best Stroopwafel? Um, typically there is a waffle vendor um, at the Saturday markets and those would be about 150 is like a typical price for a waffle. Um, sometimes you could go to a store that sells waffles, and those would be a little bit more expensive. Um, I was in this one place in Rotterdam and they put orange zest in it and that was one of the best waffles I've ever had. Wow. Now did you usually cook dinner for yourself? I would say, yeah, I mostly cooked for myself just because I was trying to save that money for traveling. So it just depends on what I had in the fridge. A lot of times I just made like a simple like taco hamburger kind of thing. Was the grocery store close to your apartment? Yeah, I actually really liked out. My apartment was more in the center of town. So there were two grocery stores really near me. Um, they were maybe about less than like a kilometer away. How often did you keep in touch with your family back home? Um, I would say initially I did end up talking to them a lot more just because so many things were new and I wanted to share that with them. Um, and as I got more used to, it was a little bit less. So maybe around like a couple times a week. 
were they very supportive or nervous about you going abroad? My mom was definitely very nervous. Um, but again, like I wanted to study abroad when I was in high school, so they knew that. Um, and I really like thank my parents for allowing me to go. And especially like by myself, like there was no one from the Pacific I knew, there was no one in general that I knew at all. So if you had to do it again, would you choose the exact same program? I think I would. I really enjoyed the program I'm on, or I was on, and I think overall it was what I wanted. Did you feel safe the whole time? Were there any times where you maybe didn't feel as safe? Um, in Leiden, it's more of like a smaller town. I felt safe like 100% of the time. Um, the street lamps are like super cute, soft lighting. So even if it would be like one or two in the morning, um, I would never feel like afraid or anything. How about when you traveled? I would say overall when I traveled, I felt fairly safe. Um, there might've been one time um, my first trip that I ever took actually was a solo trip and I went to Ghent for the day and then the next day I headed to Bruges um, and as I was heading to Bruges the sun was setting so when I got to Bruges it was quite dark um, and I had to walk to my accommodation so that was a little I didn't feel as safe there um, I knew in my head like it was a safe town like nothing was really gonna happen but when I was traveling by myself, I was like, maybe I should arrive somewhere in the morning if it's just me. Um, so what about, let's think of other suggestions you could make for other students who would go on the program. Was everybody in the same building? Were there other accommodations around town? Would you recommend that students stay in the building that you were in or a different one? I would recommend the building I was in. It's a little bit more pricey, but it's right in the center of town um, and it's close to most of the faculty buildings where international students normally take their classes. And it was one of the nicer accommodations there also. Did you travel a lot around the city? Um, initially, when I first got there, I tried to explore a bit more, but once I got comfortable, I started like going to the same spots that I really like. Tell us about those spots. Um, a little bit off, um, downwards from where I was living, there was another park and there was like so many canals, so the canals are just... Do you remember the name? Through. No. That's no, okay. <laughs> okay. So a cool park with canals. Any other sites worth seeing in the city? Any museums did you go to in other cities? Um, there was the Windmill Museum in Leiden. That one was pretty cool. It's an actual windmill and you just go up and every like floor has like a different part of its history. That was really interesting. Were there a lot of windmills in the city? Was that something that you would see a lot of? There were a couple. I would say there are about three or four. Um, nowadays, most of them like were torn down. So there weren't as much as there used to be like 50 years ago. So did you um, bike more than you walked around the city? Yes. Once I learned how to bike, <laughs> I biked all the time. Before I learned how to bike, there was a lot of walking. <laughs> so you did an ICEP program. So ICEP has a someone from Leiden who's designated as the coordinator. Uh, who was, do you know who the coordinator was at, at Leiden? Do you know their name? Um... The person I had most contact with would be Nikki Veld. Okay. Um, I don't believe she's exactly the ISEP coordinator, okay. but she does help a lot of the international students. Um, and she was really beneficial to me just because 
I ended up having to like register classes like halfway through the semester too. Um, that's just kind of the way they do scheduling there. Um, so I would just constantly email, be emailing her if like I could take this class, if I could get registered for this class. Did you open a bank account in Leiden? Yeah, I opened a Dutch bank account. Um, mine was Rabobank, which the university also uses. Um, and it was pretty easy. I just had to like transfer money into that bank and they gave me a contactless card. So I would just like normally just tap when I pay. So you did ISEP direct? Yes. Um, so that did not include meals, right? It was yeah. just the housing was included or no, not even the housing? It was just tuition. Just, okay, so which you didn't have to pay. Mm -hmm. um, so it was you had to create your own budget for housing and for meals mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. Was that easy to budget or was that a challenge? Um, well, first of all, I had to find housing by myself. That was very stressful. Um, I remember around like last Thanksgiving, I was still unsure if I'd be able to go because I didn't have housing. And I was starting to stress a little bit and make like backup plans. Um, but I really lucked out because when I applied for my housing, initially they said, to start looking on your own because they, I'd be placed on a wait list. Um, a couple weeks after that, they said I would get a housing offer. So I was really grateful because it relieved a lot of my stress. Um, going through that process, the housing was a little bit more expensive, um, but I thought it was worth it just because I would be assured housing. Um, and in the end, my housing was really nice. Was there any um, events or excursions or activities for the international students at Leiden? There is um, a couple international clubs. Um, one is called ISN, so that's International Student Network, which is a broadly um, European uh, study abroad club, I guess, international club. Um, and they would hold a lot of events. One thing they would hold would be International Night at Einstein's, which is kind of like a bar, um, restaurant place. So every Wednesday night, they'd hold that. Um, how did people respond to you as an American? Um, I would say there was nothing super weird about telling people I was from the States or anything. Um, I'm like really grateful I didn't get any like weird looks or any insults when I told people that. So I was really fortunate. Everyone was very nice about it. Were you expecting maybe it would be a little bit different in Europe? How about when you traveled? Did you encounter any anything? Um, nothing really derogatory. Um, maybe one time when I was in Greece, um, I was just kind of like hiking to the beach and there was this guy who was um, taking the same path as me and the path is starting to get kind of like wildernessy, so we ended up chatting. And a little bit after I started talking, he was like, oh, are you from California? And I didn't know what to say because obviously I go to school here, but I'm from Hawaii. So I was like, kind of. Making an assumption, huh? What do you want to do next? What's next for you? What's the next chapter for, for Christy? Um, because I'm an engineering student, um, I will be going on co-op next semester, um, spring 2020. So currently I'm searching for um, co-ops and I'm applying to jobs. What advice do you have for students who are thinking about studying abroad? 
Um, I would say start early, definitely. It's so much easier to plan things and um, give yourself enough time for things to go wrong when you plan early. And also just really know that it'll all work out. Like just trust that you'll actually go and everything will work out. Now, did you ever um, have to get help from ICEP with the process at all? I actually didn't really talk to ISEP at all. Um, after I turned in my ISEP application, they asked me to turn in an application to Leiden University, and that was pretty much the end of my ex- experience with them. Now, tell us about your arrival at Leiden. Did they meet you at the airport? Yeah, um, Leiden University holds like a meet and greet at the airport, and they help you figure out your first train ride down to Leiden from um, Schiphol in Amsterdam. Um, and then they take you to your accommodation. And then fast forward to the end, how were your final exams? My final exams were fairly easy, although um, the way they schedule final exams is really, really different than here. Like here we have a final exam week. There, um, each class has its own day and time. Um, I remember my last final exam was about two weeks after my class ended. Were they like intense exams? Was it a lot of essays? Um, Some of my history classes did have more essay type questions while my psychology classes had um, short answer or like multiple choice questions. And then my US constitutional law class had short answers. I think if I remember your transcript, you did pretty well in those classes. Did you feel like it was a really good semester that way? Yeah, I felt, I really enjoyed the classes. It was a nice breath of fresh air to take something other than engineering classes and to um, expand like my knowledge. How was the shopping in Leiden? Did you get to do some some nice shopping on the weekends or? Yeah, I was actually, um, because my accommodation was pretty in the center of town, there was this one shopping street that was maybe like a seven minute walk. And good deals? Was it, what kind of shopping was it? Like market stuff or like brands, no, name like, brands? Um, on that shopping street, there were more like bigger clothing stores. Um, a really popular one in Europe is like Pull and Bear. New, um, Netherlands, Dutch brands. Actually, some of these brands are Spanish, but oh, they're okay. um, it was like a mall? popular in Europe. So um, like a street of shops. It was just like a street um, of shops, basically. Okay, that makes sense. What about, um, so here at Pacific Bond Fitness Center is really popular in the Netherlands, do the universities have the same fitness equipment? Were you, was that, uh, there's some countries where you can go to where that's not really a part of the university. Did you find that to be the case in Netherlands? There was a university gym. Um, it's a little bit smaller than Bond Fitness Center um, here at Pacific, although they do have a wider range of fitness classes there. Um, however, at Leiden, you'd have to buy additional membership to that. It's not included in your tuition like it is here at Pacific. Um, how big were your class sizes? Um, most of them were fairly large. 
um, they were four of them, like the history and psychology classes were held in large lecture halls, although those classes um, were filmed and also put online. So sometimes students would just watch the lecture at home while my constitutional law class um, was about 30 or so. Was it easy to figure out kind of where your classes were being held and how to navigate the campus? Um, my history classes were fairly easy to find just because during my orientation, I was in the history group orientation. So that made it really easy. We were at the humanities faculty a lot, um, but my psychology classes were a little bit more difficult to find just because the building was split up into different sides. Um, and so one side would be called A and one side would be called B, but there's not really any signage on the wall other than the classrooms themselves. So even though you may not have encountered what felt like kind of culture shock as it's described using the term shock, most study abroad students will feel kind of peaks and valleys of the kind of emotional journey that they go on when they study abroad. Was that true for you? Did you find yourself going through a honeymoon stage and then kind of a part of a low moment where it was kind of tough to be abroad? I would say I did. Um, I remember when I first got there, everything I did was something in Europe. Like I bought a loaf of bread and as soon as I bought it, I was like, oh my God, I just bought a loaf of bread <laughs> in Europe. Um, so that was definitely like my honeymoon phase. Um, and then right around March, um, it started to feel, I started to feel a little bit more homesick. Um, the weather wasn't as great. and As Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as Hawaii. And then um, I also wasn't traveling as much as I would have liked in March. So that was a big thing. Did you observe other students similarly struggling on the program? I would say um, most of my friends had a little bit of a low point. Um, my friend from Ohio definitely felt a little bit more, especially right after people who came to visit her left. Um, but I would say none of us probably had really big culture shock in the fact that like they do things extremely different from us here. Nothing like that. Did it feel weird at all coming back here to Pacific? Did you feel like, I don't know, maybe in some small or big way you had kind of gotten used to your life as you lived it over in the Netherlands and now trying to fit back into your old routines may have felt a little odd? Definitely. Um, coming back to Pacific initially, of course, like you're seeing everyone again who you haven't seen in like nine months um, so that's again like a honeymoon phase and then after that you realize like they've become accustomed to doing things without you so you have to kind of like figure out how you work back into that that's so that's a great example of the challenge of the reverse culture shock shock is seems like a hard word but it really is kind of this feeling like a square peg in a round hole again because you've changed and life goes on on your journey and other people's as well definitely very cool what do you miss the most one of the things I miss the most is just like going somewhere on the weekends and like it being so easy to do that. And also me having that mindset of like, I'm here, so I should go. There's no reason not to. Is there any way that you are now different functioning in 
in back here at Pacific, things that you're like implementing in your life because of your experience that you may not have done before. I heard you like coffee now. I do. I like iced coffee a bunch. Um, Another really good coffee shop was Joe and the Juice. They're more of an international brand. I think there's a shop in SFO on the international terminal. So I might have to stop over there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed all the standalone coffee shops that were just like in Europe in general. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, So what other cities did you travel to outside of Leiden in the Netherlands that you really enjoyed? Some of my favorite cities would have to be Delft and The Hague. Um, Both of those are fairly close to Leiden. They're both in South Holland. Um, Delft, I especially liked um, because it was more of a quieter Amsterdam. Um, It did have the very like Dutch look to it. Um, The buildings were super cute, but it didn't have as much of the touristy feel as Amsterdam has. Um, Amsterdam, I would definitely recommend people to travel there if they haven't been to the Netherlands. Um, But personally, it's not one of my favorite cities in the Netherlands. I think it's a little bit too touristy. uh, And sometimes it can just be really gross. Mm, Overwhelming, yeah. Um, And what about Rotterdam? Or no, The Hague. I want to hear about The Hague. The Hague um, was such an interesting experience just because it is such an international city. They have like international criminal courts there. Uh, so what did you do when you were at the Hague? Where did you go? I mostly just visit the train station a lot. There was a lot of that. Because it was commuting? Yeah. Oh, okay. Commuting through the Hague. You, you don't have like a train station thing where you really like train stations. You were just, <laughs> yeah, you were just was, traveling. <laughs> I was just passing through gotcha. sometimes. Um, but when I was actually in the Hague, um, I'd probably go shopping. They have a lot more... Um, stores over there and their um, like open markets are a lot bigger and they hold them um, more often. So uh, did this experience kind of shape at all what you want to do with your life? Um, It has made me realize that although I do really love Europe, I don't think I could live there forever. I would rather spend maybe like five to 10 years there um, and then end up coming back to America. Okay, well, that's good to know. Cool. Well, thanks, Christy. Uh, Thanks to all of our listeners out there. You can find more information about study abroad on our website, go.pacific.edu slash pacificabroad. You can follow us on Instagram at pacific.abroad and Facebook at pacificabroad. Thanks to Pacific Tiger Broadcasting and Camille Khalili, our producer. Uh, Thank you to Christiane Yoshioka. And a reminder to all of our listeners, you can afford it. You can graduate on time. You can go. So come find out how by visiting us in the Bechtel International Center. Thank you.